fashion for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Good morning. Wake up! The early line. Line up, ladies! All right, welcome in the early line. Getting ready, hour number two here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. Uh, getting ready tonight. Uh, great card, four NBA games, uh, 13 NHL games, and got yourself uh, 22 college hoops games. And uh, tonight's uh, must-watch game of the night, without a doubt, is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans at home, taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. And a bit of advice here, uh, if you are going to look at the total, like Dana and I had said, because we do anticipate this being the most overvalued part of this game, now that football's over, here come the recreational dollars and Scion versus, you know, the Greek freak, Sounds here it comes, guys. Yes. Um, but you also never bet an NBA total, guys, without understanding where the teams lie in terms of pace, meaning... Right. How up and down the court are they? How many possessions, possessions the more possessions a team has? Absolutely, the more points they're going to score. Well, tonight you've got the number one, the fastest team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, going up against the fifth fastest team in New Orleans. So this is going to be a track meet tonight. Understand that. Also understand that odds makers look at these two teams and what they do. Don't forget, three points is is what it is also in the NBA, Dane, for home court. You adjust about three points for home court one way or another. This line is hovering around six. The first market move from the morning that you see where it opened up and where it moves right around now, that's usually the sharp money. That tells you an idea of where the sharps are thinking and what's going to happen right now. Um, The... The next couple of hours is where the public money starts to roll in. Like after 12 o'clock, 12, sure. 1 o'clock, you start to see it getting pushed one way or the other. And then right before tip off is the big hammer, Dane. That's when, right. that's, when the, the, that's where they're really coming in. And that, of course, is where even if you just want to wait until the last 30 minutes, Dane, before you decide who to bet on, that's the way sure. to do it. Wait, because that'll tell you everything you need to know about who the the big money betters, who they love in the matchup. Yeah, you need to know who's available, you know, Joe. So the idea of, you know, the early line, that's what we're giving you, okay, with the information that we have. But it is a fluid target throughout the day. More with Joe and Dane right here on Sports Grid. It's the early line, bright and early in the morning. That's what you're trying to do, right? Get the early numbers. We go to Bavona for the news update. Sports Grid News Update. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Dane. Good morning, everyone on the early line. It's Chris Bavona with your Sports Grid News Update. We were talking about earlier the NBA trade deadline is around the corner, Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern. And so the rumors are starting to heat up. The Celtics are among teams engaged in talks with the Rockets about a possible Clint Capel trade, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. The Hawks have been cited as uh, most frequently as potential landing spots for Capella, and the Kings are said to have expressed interest as well. David Aldridge of The Athletic tweets that Andrea Iguodala is preparing to sit out the remainder of the season for the Memphis Grizzlies if they do not trade him to one of his preferred destinations by the deadline. There has been talk that, it, that Iggy could get moved to the Mavericks, but recent support, uh, reports suggest that's not the case. You obviously cannot have a trade rumor mill without saying the name D'Angelo Russell. 
general belief has been that the Warriors will probably wait until the offseason to seriously consider a move involving D'Lo, but a handful of, report, uh, of reporters have indicated today that a deal this week remains possible. Multiple sources have said that the Minnesota Timberwolves are shopping for D'Lo, as well as the New York Knicks. In, in NBA action, Miami Heat Jimmy Butler cruised to a season-high 38 points on Monday as Miami handed the Philadelphia 76ers their worst loss of the season, 137-106, to and that's what we call a revenge game. Butler scored 23 points in that first half, his second, his second most in a half this season. He went 7 for 10 for 19 points in a game with Ben Simmons as his primary defender. Simmons called out, his team is soft. This is now the second time that he has done this to, to his Philly teammates since 2019. And finally, in baseball, Houston Astros have named former Rays executive James Click as their new GM. Click was vice president of operations for Tampa Bay from 2017 to 2019. He takes over for Jeff Lunau, who was fired uh, from the team, from the Astros, in the wake of a league investigation that found the Astros cheated by using sign stealing system during the regular season playoffs in their World Series uh, winning 2017 season and during part of their. 2018 regular season. That is the news from Sports Grid. I am Chris Bavona, and now we go back. Get on the early line. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you very much. Uh, the games in the NBA tonight, including the Charlotte Hornets uh, and the Houston Rockets, as Westbrook remains doubtful for this game, uh, which is why it's uh, been taken off the board early on thus far. But that number was. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. It's still yeah. up at FanDuel. It's still yeah. live at FanDuel. It's yeah. So. I think you know who uh, they feel is going to win that game. Uh, Portland is uh, on the road in Denver. Big matchup there. Portland uh, is chasing Memphis uh, right now for that uh, final spot there in uh, in the playoff push. Uh, Portland actually two games uh, back the hottest. Yeah, the hottest is uh, is Damian Lillard uh, right now in the NBA guy. Lights out over the last couple of weeks. Phenomenal what he's doing. And uh, yes, they're going to be in Denver. Tonight and Denver continues uh, four and a half points. It looks like the number. Look at this total opened up at two twenty and a half, guys. And this is what we're talking about: early line movement and the process in the NBA of seeing where it opens and what is that initial push early on in the morning. That'll tell you an idea of where the sharps are thinking. Well, this went from two twenty and a half, guys, to two twenty four, two twenty five. Where do you yep. think the sharps are looking here? That's Absolutely. not public money. And they ain't moving at four or five number, you know, four right. or five points. Dave. The public is not getting up at five thirty in the morning <laughs> to lay nope. racks on the over. Exactly. <laughs> so know? that to me it stands out. So yeah. already you're seeing okay. what's going on there. And that again, I think that number is going to get even more inflated so, because the public's going to go, oh, oh, Lillard's right. Crazy? Oh, let me ask yeah. you something, Joe, big because number. that's a big movement, right? That's four or five right. points. You said it was yep. at two twenty. Yep. Is your kind of leading philosophy say here, oh my goodness, it moved up so much to think now to even go over the 225 or to wait until it goes up and up and up and gets inflated and then be like, ah, that's too far and go under the number. When you see such a big move like this, four, four and a half points, is it like, let me ride this, you know, the steam here? Or is it, let me let that keep going and take advantage of it and go contrarian. Yeah, it, it's again, it's a good point because you have to understand 
the the progression. So I know that the Sharps love the over, all right? So much to the point where they've moved it four or five points in a lot of places. That's a lot, Joe. I know the public is going to come in this afternoon, and they're going to start hammering me over. They don't even care. Uh, You think it'll pop up even more? I think it's going to continue to go. The question is, how many points do I think are going to be scored in this game? If I'm anticipating this to be uh, 230s or 240s even, if I expect this to be a bit of a track meet, then – the over is not really going to matter that much as far as that goes. But if I do anticipate this maybe to be a little bit low scoring, if I have this, you know, one uh, anywhere in the 110s or 100s, then the under still got some value okay. in here. But it's clear that the the Sharps, to me, this move, four or five points, Dane, says that they're expecting this to be in the 230s. Without a doubt, they're expecting this to be in the 230s. And again, 230s could be, you know, 120, 110, sure. you know, and 113. Uh, so then you got to yeah. get it now because it's going to keep rising throughout the day, yes. in your opinion, right? Yeah. You got to get it now. It's going to keep rising. Right. Okay. So it depends on where you're at. If you think this is going to be in the 230s and it's clear, the Sharps actually think that. So why don't you go ahead and hop on it? Or if you're thinking, wait a minute, that this, this ship has got to... It's got to end at some point here for Lillard. He ain't going to be dropping 40 a night, you know what I mean, forever. And then you've got, what, Carmelo? Like, C.J. McCutt, like, yeah. on the road. Denver that. does, to your credit, like to play some defense, play some guys, defense at especially home. at home. That's right. And they don't exactly have all – they're hurt. They're, they're Jamal Murray, everybody is on IR. They've, uh, mm. they've lost a lot of guys, so – Unless Jokic is dropping 35 a night there, they've had some trouble scoring. So maybe the under is worth a look, but follow it, guys. It's all about following that market movement. And don't forget, right before tip-off, Dane, you're going to have a pretty good idea of exactly whether or not the uh, yeah. the pros feel that this was overinflated by the public and they start buying it back or if they just keep going all into the over. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's the same as like, you know, at 11.30 a.m. On a, on a football Sunday, right? We get inactives and, and late yep. movement. And so, obviously, and it's even more in the NBA, right? Because one player uh, who's out can cause such a huge ripple effect. You know, yes. I mean, it takes a big three to win a championship, right? So if one That's of those correct. three are gone, it's not like baseball. It's not like football where it's so much of a team sport, one of these players can really impact the game tremendously. So that's why it is we give you the early line, but you got to yep. keep it locked to Sports Grid throughout the day for yep. sure. And Anthony Davis, by the way, the late game is going to be San Antonio, and we talk about scheduling all yeah. the time, right? So San Antonio, well, they just played last night back against the Clippers ah, in the so same damn travel, building. Though. Yeah, no, no, the same building they are in, but they uh, they blew a 15 point lead last night to the Clippers. Uh, Clippers came back and uh, beat them in the second half and ended up taking the game. But now game two going up against the Lakers. And with the Lakers, it's all about load management, guys. Anthony Davis, are they going to play together? Are they not? Well, as of right now, Anthony Davis is the only one listed on the injury report, and he is probable. So I don't anticipate there being... I don't anticipate there being any sort of craziness there where LeBron popping up back at the Staples Center tonight, putting it to uh, putting it to the San Antonio Spurs. Look at that number, Dane. Yeah. Yeah. 12. 12. I see 12 at FanDuel. Ouch. Unless they think LeBron's on a mission these days. Got to honor number eight. Certainly was last game. Wasn't it? Uh, LeBron yeah. for triple-double prop bet. Yeah. They lost their last game at Staples. And so. they're not losing many more. DailyRoto.com.
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Interesting, uh, too, Dane. Just came across. It appears that uh, Denver might be getting Jamal Murray back tonight. Ooh. He was uh, upgraded to uh, okay. from from out to now questionable, uh, which is going to help that team uh, immensely here. As the Nuggets, I believe, are what the number three seed currently. Uh, the way it, uh, it pans out right now, behind yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, they're three. They're three. One they're game three. back of the Clippers, and then the Jazz are one and a half back of them. So okay. great to get and, Jamal Murray back. Oh, hell yeah. What is Portland now? Two games behind Memphis? They are two games two behind games. Memphis for the final spot. The Spurs are right on Portland's heel, only a half game back. Real quick, Joe, when you talk about Portland, keep an eye on them. I think they can make a move here, too. All right. They have been looking for front court scoring to support uh, Dame Dollar, of course. McCollum, we know they try with Carmelo Anthony. I'm telling you, Joe, uh, Kevin Love is a native of the Portland area, okay? And listen, Cleveland's got no use for him anymore. I really can keep an eye on that. I connect the dots. I think Love could really help a team like Portland. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's an interesting uh, double revenge spot for Portland here too, guys. They've lost both games so far played this year to Denver, not by much, 108, 100, and 114 to 99. So uh, it's a it's a really interesting spot for uh, for Portland. I'll be interested to see if that four and a half hangs around, Dane, or if it starts to maybe that Portland money starts to come in. Interesting, given, yeah. Don't get in front of that train. You got a double revenge spot, uh, and you've got the best shooter in the game right now. But I do like the fact that they're getting a little healthier and having uh, Jamal Murray back, That's which true. is I got a quick update for you, Joe. Absolutely huge. I uh, I went digging in the schedule. Um, Go ahead. So UConn hosts Memphis on Friday. Oh, okay. Thank you. They host Memphis on Friday. However, Joe. Uh oh. Let me give you something. Listen, I, I'm still with you, right? Memphis is a sacrificial lamb. Yes. However, Joe, after Memphis on Monday at number one, South Carolina. So what about the idea of a look-ahead spot, a trap game, the home against Memphis? Because it's sandwiched. Remember, they got, they got yep. beat by Oregon. And then Monday, they are at the Gamecocks, um, number one, South Carolina. This could be the little soft middle spot. I agree with you. They blow them out at home, right? Yeah. But... <laughs> Their eyes could be looking at Monday against the number one team in the country, too. I, you know, after getting the, after losing and having to hear about how the uh, the UConn and uh, women's basketball team, their gone, worst loss in over 30 years, I can't see Gino having. He, yeah, he, he'll have these girls ready to, to destroy. Memphis. Seek and destroy Memphis. Memphis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what better way to go into South Carolina sure, than, than with, like a win by 55? <laughs> and with, a, with an ass whooping on the thing. It'll be All interesting right. to see the line when that comes out. But sure. yes. Let's remember this on Friday. Uh, Absolutely. Mark that down on the schedule, For guys. Sure. It's absolutely something we have to take we have to take a look at. For sure. And you know, listen, we got the trade deadline in the NBA a couple of days away. Yeah. And this is much like usually right around the last 48 hours here, Dane. 
you don't know what to believe. You don't who right. know who to believe. You don't know where they're going. Uh, I know some teams say, hey, we're trying to make a playoff spot, but uh, there is some rumors that Houston is doing everything and uh, everything in their power to possibly start shedding some contracts like right. Capella. Um, they they want to get rid of some money there. They don't really have any depth on that team outside of Westbrook and Harden. As nice as it is, um, it ain't going to work, Dane, in the playoffs. We know this. You know, Houston is going to be one of those teams. At who and at what price will they go ahead and unload some of these guys? And and what do we think about Houston? Without them, like Clint Capella, obviously is uh, has been rumored to go to a couple of different teams here. Boston being one Boston, of them, but yeah. I just think there might be some talk in that Houston uh, upper management there. That yeah, I don't know that we have the current so, roster necessary to be able to compete with what we've got here. Right, but here's the thing: I think Capella is a really good piece for a team that is not the Houston Rockets, Joe. <laughs> Capella, literally, Capella's kind of like a rim runner, you know what I mean? Right. And so I do think that Houston could use a big man, yeah. just a different type of big man. So I wouldn't be surprised, Joe, yep. if we see, you know, Houston go ahead and flip Capella. I think Boston makes a lot of sense, Joe, as we've been talking about the teams in the East, right? Boston lacks the big man after moving on from Horford in the offseason. And yep. when you look like who's going to guard Giannis if they face them, Philly has big men, as we know. Yep. Horford, who they used to have, Embiid as well. You know, so I think that is a good fit. But I would not be surprised if Houston then turns around and acquires another big man even before either before Thursday or... Or, you also know this always happens, Joe, then we have teams that make trades where players just get their contracts bought out right, and right. wind up being free agents and kind of, and Houston is one of those teams, I think, that could attract a, uh, a guy who got just bought out. So I do yeah. think Houston has options, and I do think Capella's on the move. Boston seems like a good fit for me, but we've heard a ton of names, right, from Drew Holiday to Carl mm -hmm. Anthony Thomas to Danilo yep. Gallinari to uh, Andre Iguodala, and, of course, D'Angelo Russell as well. The problem with, with Boston right now is they have, and what a shock, right, that Danny Ainge's got, uh, you know, three number one draft picks yeah, he's uh, got possibly assets. coming up. He's got assets, but... In these types of situation, guys, in a in a salary cap league, he can't take on a big salary without shedding a couple of. You yeah, this is Jalen Brown, picks. Marcus Smart. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, and you're going to have to. It's Gordon Haywood or it's Marcus Smart. Yep, I don't the money see match. them dealing either of those two guys, quite honestly, in order for a big man. So. It's not a great situation for Boston to go out there and get some help, at least not a big-name guy. Uh, and the same thing with the Lakers. Listen, the Lakers, too. Like, what are you what are you going to do? I know you had hoped that it would work out with DeMarcus Cousins. You signed him for $3.5 million. Right. Unfortunately, that, that blew up. But you've got, what, JaVale McGee. Uh, you've got Caldwell Pope. Uh, who, by the way, can actually veto trades right now because of their contract situation. So if they don't want to go anywhere. So I don't know how much I don't know how much they can do the Lakers to make a move. I do think the Clippers are all in mode. They are in all in mode. So if, for them to go out and let's say um, if they wanted to get Iguodala, for instance, right? right? If they wanted to make a move. Imagine they're that, a, another they, great two-way player, wing defender. Them. If yeah, they got yeah, Andre Iguodala exactly. to pair with, like, Paul George right. and Kawhi yeah. Leonard, who, who is scoring on the wing? They don't want him going to the Lakers right. either. That's Playing the defense, other problem. Right. 
Yeah. So I don't think they're even remotely thinking about the, you know, the future to they're all in right now. Give me what I can get. Make sure the Lakers don't get them and let's go all in. But at what cost there as well? Like, who are you going to throw in on might that? Might be our trade? boys Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell might be the yeah, desired Montrez places. Harrell for sure. Right, right, exactly. Like, what are you? Listen, Montrez Harrell's a great yeah. second-team guy yes. coming off the bench. <laughs> but it, are, are you willing? Is he a first-team guy? Is he a guy that's going to go up against the, the number ones? I don't. It's I tough think to say, though, Joe, you know. Perfect thing. Because I, well, it it's is. about it fit, right? And we've no, known, we've seen for the last two years that this team is comprised of guys that fit well together. And so yeah. it's so hard, you know, because look at a guy like Kyrie Irving, right? Everyone on its face is like, oh, yeah, bring in Kyrie. And then we've seen team after team what yep. that does. I mean, the Clippers right now are playing 700 basketball, mm-hmm. Joe, right? right? So I, I hear you. You always could get more. But there's always the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And this team can go toe to toe against anybody in the NBA. So I wonder how the locker room reacts if all of a sudden Montrez Harrell isn't there and we have to worry about how to integrate someone new. Oh, like is Zubac really a starting center on a title team? Like I don't, uh, you know. And listen, Harrell destroys second team center, so he is perfect for that role. Yeah. I just don't know that they trust him. You know, with a game on a line to be on the court for sure. the, uh, you know what I mean for the for the title run here. So, well, what's his role there though? You know, his role isn't going to be he ain't getting thirteen shots. You know, so it's no. okay. I mean, well, he does mm-hmm. his job, right? The problem is he's got to go up against the better competition, not the not the second. But what are we talking about? We're talking about Anthony Davis. We're talking about Nikolai Jokic. Oh, yeah. Right? You're basically talking about Anthony Davis. Let's well, Jokic as well, I would yeah. imagine, right? right? In the West. You're a Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Like, yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah. Um, but it's probably still, to me, it's Zubac, or, it's six and one half. You know, you're in a tough spot if you are the, uh, if you are the Clippers because they would like to get, uh, you know, some, uh, some, somebody else, some depth there. But what the hell is out there on the market, really, that you're going to be able to upgrade in any way? Anyway, yeah. I just don't see that happening. The Knicks, what are you going to do with Marcus Morris, by the way? Like, what are you What are you doing? Everyone keeps uh, saying that he's gone. They're going to trade him. He wants to be here. He, and he does. He and I, that's the crazy here. part. He wants to be there. But is it just, I think he makes other teams, contenders, right. better. He and is a, abs- he's a valuable piece right. for yep. the right kind of team. And that team is not the New York no, Knicks. I think, <laughs> right. if I'm the Knicks. It yeah. would be hard. It would be nice, but I don't. I don't see it. Like, I don't see him being with the Knicks next week at all. Um, Listen, get me whatever th- assets I can get, right? At, at this, this point, point what are you we're for? in a very familiar place for the New York Knicks where we have <laughs> to turn so our sad. attention to the future, so right? Sad. And so, yeah, <laughs> I'll, really I'll, anybody not named R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, right. maybe right. Kevin Knox, right? Like, yeah, doors yep. open. Let's go. Yep. Now, we thought also Chris Paul, Steven Adams, guys like that would be big it would be situations where they weren't going to spend a whole year in Oklahoma City. That wasn't going to happen. And then something crazy happened. They, they went off and rattled a whole bunch of wins and now find themselves uh, in contention in the West. So now I'm not so sure. I, a, they've got massive salaries. Uh, so the idea was, listen, you're going to suck. You're a lottery team anyway. So let's see what happens at the trade deadline. Maybe somebody will make me an offer and we can go ahead and hit the reset button. But that ain't the case. And I don't know that they want to trade Paul or Adams at this particular point since 
they are still a tough out playoff team, are they not? I know Gallinari's name has yeah. been bouncing around. Gallinari but- can help a team. Gallinari is the exact kind of shooter. And we said this, I said this a couple of weeks ago. You know, the Lakers, LeBron always wants shooters. You know, yes, guys like Kyle Korver wind up yep. on his team all the time. Danilo Gallinari is the kind of shooter I think can really help. I think that Thunder are a giant pain in the ass in the West for teams. Giant pain in the ass the way they are constructed. Interesting to see what they do here. 48 hours left. See what happens. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. You know what cracks me up, Dane, too, is uh, don't look now, but Kyrie Irving uh, looks like he's going to be on the shelf for uh, for a bit of a sprained knee issue now. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, got yeah. an MRI, and oh, what a shock. Uh, drops, uh, what, 54 there, and then all of these. He's already missed 26 games this year with shoulder bursitis. Now it looks like he's going to miss at least another uh, 10 days or 10 games with uh, – with some sort of knee strain or or knee sprain, like I at this point, like dude, just and Spencer I Spencer Dinwiddie, baby, Spencer Dinwiddie. You, know, you spent all this time without him. They started to really, you know, right. try to. You, you threw a wrench into the chemistry. Now you bring him back, and now it's like, all right, to see you later. I'm out of here again. I Brooklyn to me is a head scratcher. It really, really is, man. They should be better than they are. And, you know, they went name chasing and star chasing. And now, yep. congratulations. Uh, Kyrie Irving, to me, has spent the last two weeks he's been back telling the media what they don't have. Right. Right. And, then, and, and like, here's the thing. Let's rewind a full year ago, Joe. Mm-hmm. The Nets were an up-and-coming team. Joe, you and I, I think both, so thought yep. that they could upset the 76ers in the first round last year. Didn't we say that? Correct. We were on yep. them. We were on them as an up-and-coming young team that was coming together, playing with each other. Guys like Lavert and Dinwiddie, Allen in the middle. I mean, we liked what they were building. They yep. tried to take the shortcut. Right. And free agency. They won the day, the pomp and circumstance. And honestly, Joe, it's so weird because like none of what we're talking about is Kevin Durant's fault. Yes. You know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant wanted to play here, knew he was going to take this year. And this is all Kyrie Irving. Right. This is all Kyrie Irving in terms of the. Uh, in front of the microphone, his inconsistency being available, and then because KD is kind of out of sight, out of mind, Kyrie becomes the de facto leader of the team. Yep. And that's a yep. bad place to be. We know Kyrie Irving is better as the little brother, as the Robin to someone's Batman, as the B-side of the single. And that's the way it was supposed to be with Kevin Durant. But now that's microphones correct. are shoved in Kyrie's face because Kevin Durant is nowhere to be found. Even like last week, Joe, when they were responding to Kobe, Kyrie Irving walks past reporters. Kevin Durant stops to you know say a few kind words and stuff. It's a problem when Kyrie is, you know, position to be the alpha dog and we see what happens to the team the team chemistry i to me it's a it's i so next year this is going to be a real 
a lot of headlines, a lot of draw, yeah. a lot of media attention going to be there. But I don't know if the Dodgers are already done. Listen, it's nice you have Kyrie and Durant, but if you don't have those other guys on board, man, I it's going to be you've got some great pieces. You were a really a big man away from being a giant pain in the ass and people. And now D'Angelo Russell, who, by the way, is also uh, said to be on the market or right. possibly people or at least calling Golden State to figure out what his situation is. Um, there is word that maybe Clint Capella, Covington, as well as D'Angelo Russell, some sort of three-way trade between huh. Houston, Minnesota, and uh, and Golden State, some sort of combination there. Uh, it'll be interesting. We know you've seen Curry shooting the basketball now, right? right. So. Uh, does he come back in your mind? I don't mind? know that he... it's smart for them to come back. You know what I mean? To me, Joe, honestly, and I'll go back to this example all the time. Right. David Robinson was out for the whole year for the Spurs, right? Correct. And they defecated the mattress all year, and they got Tim Duncan out of the deal, right? Yes. And then Robinson and Duncan. Now, Clay's going to be back. Steph's mm-hmm. going to be back. Draymond's yep. there. You want to recreate an unfair kind of idea? Yeah, throw Cole Anthony on that team. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Get them a top three pick. Joe, they literally, I believe right now, they have the worst record in the NBA. Yep. Okay? All Steph Curry is going to do is shoot themselves back to, you know, not playoff positioning, but out of the lo- you know out of the top ten. Right. So well, why do it? Because the Warriors have said, and they've said it on a number of occasions, and I and I get it. They want to, before making a decision on D'Angelo Russell, they want to see what the backcourt looks like of Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell. Like, so why? If, if you if you throw them out there, because well, listen, I mean, they, you know got what the backcourt of Steph and Clay look like. That's all you need. But again, you don't know from a health standpoint. Listen, he's he's a hell of a lot younger than all of them, and D'Angelo Russell is a beast. I mean, he's going to make any team. If you were to trade him, right. he he's going to make any team offensively better. So yes. he's actually not a bad fit in Golden State. But again, you got to see how does it work. Does he have to have the ball always in his hands? Can he work with Steph? So you're wanting to see it. I get it. If he doesn't get moved, then maybe you put uh, you know on a limits restriction. Yeah. I don't know how you. I, you know, you, you, you've got to play for the future. And the best way to do that is, listen, you ain't winning games. So what's the, I mean, he's not glass. I, you know, he's, if he's out there practicing, you can probably throw him in a game for a couple of minutes and see what you got. But don't look now. The Knicks are apparently in hot pursuit of Russell. So they are another one talking about Kevin Knox, Bobby Portis, and, uh, and maybe a pick sending him out there. Um, and then you're talking about D'Angelo and... And uh, and Barrett and Marcus yeah. Morris, if he's still Randall. like Marcus Morris wants a big contract from the Knicks, he's eligible for it next year. I get it. Listen, Morris but and Randall are a good set of forwards. They re- yeah. Okay, uh, I'm not mad I don't at know either. Going to be there? That's the yeah, problem. That, well, I think Randall will be because they signed him. I think he's like looking to be like the Amari Stoudemire, like the guy who stays there as the piece. Joe with D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> oh I just. <laughs> he was never like everyone knew, in my opinion, that this was just like, you know, he was just stopping by in Golden mm-hmm. State. Right. And and to be quite honest, it was remember like when the Spurs traded Kawhi Leonard and I was actually impressed that they were able to when they had no leverage, they were able to get a guy like DeMar DeRozan back. 
Right. right. I right. was I was impressed that they were able to get a D'Angelo Russell back, but I thought they were just flipping houses. You know, I thought they were just keeping him almost in escrow until around this time, and whatever they could get for him, they would. Like, do you really believe D'Lo is part of the long-term future of the Warriors? I don't, okay? And so if that's the case, then whenever the right deal comes along, I say yes. Yeah, there, and I do believe also from, because it was a sign-and-trade for D'Angelo, that right. it actually behooves them to wait till after July 1st to trade them okay. because the limitations in the cap actually sure. are much better for Golden State. So if you're not going to trade them now and it actually benefits you, right. then after you wait July, until July. Right. Then you wait till July 1st and see. It's and before Thursday or after right. the championship. Exactly correct. If you see something you like, you want to get out there, see what kind of combination. I'm with you, but I to me, I don't know why nobody's brought it up and. Carl Anthony Towns That's wants my out guy. of Minnesota, guys. Like, That's he the wants guy. Out. He now moves the needle. That, yeah, maybe you put Carl Anthony Towns, maybe they make a play for D'Angelo Russell, and now you have a D'Angelo Russell, way better than Wiggins, yeah. uh, much better scorer, much better situation. They would drop 120 a night. I don't know that they'd stop anybody, but they certainly would. Uh, they'd certainly be a good offensive force. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what they're doing with I him. Think he, how the, many times he got to say, get me the hell out of here? I think he's the piece. I, I like. Yeah. I think Carl Anthony Towns goes under-respected, toiling up there in Minnesota, just like mm-hmm. Kevin Love did, just like Kevin Garnett did, yep. right? And, right, people can joke like, oh, he's soft when he had the fight with Joel Embiid and that sort of stuff. Put yep. him on Boston. Mm-hmm. Put him on yep. Boston, motivated to stuff it to Simmons and Embiid in Philly. I think mm-hmm. Ant- Cat. Is the guy, the big man, that can change the fortunes of an entire conference race? And I yeah. think Boston has the assets to do it, and I would. I would give up a Jalen Brown. I would give up a Marcus Smart. I would give up a Gordon Hayward. I would give up anybody not named Jason Tatum, okay, yeah. um, to acqu- to pair him up with a Carl Anthony Towns. And Cat is young also, Joe. Yep, yep. Tristan Thompson also being made available uh, they're in uh, what they uh, what did they call it asset collection mode or something sure. along those lines. Cleveland, <laughs> like of course you are rebuilding. And, uh, Is that what it's called? Yeah. Rebuilding. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody makes a play for old Tristan, including you want to up the uh, you want to you want to give yourself a little more uh, a little something else in uh, in L.A. with uh, with LeBron. It'll be sure. interesting to see. Andre Drummond, apparently, there's no market for him anymore. People don't feel his $27 million contract or teams are like, listen, he can get buckets around the basket, but he's not a great rim protector. And a lot of people think he's overpriced. So I don't know that he's going anywhere. But, man, wouldn't Carl Anthony Towns be just yeah. like the uh, the prize He's- of all prizes? But what are you going to give up? I mean, how much do you have to give up to be able to get well, him? Well, Danny Ainge has draft picks and young talent. That's why I think and that's he, the match because and they've got the assets. Get, yeah. Smart, you'd have to get Hayward, Smart. You, you go down yeah. the list there, guys. And There's going to be – you're going to have to give away a few things there for sure. So uh, 48 hours and counting, guys. It'll be interesting. Who uh, who buckles down? Who improves? Who gets worse? Time will tell here, but uh, we'll talk about some of our early line plays of the day coming up next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. 
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. coming your way top of the hour and uh of course we'll uh, continue to monitor the markets for you as uh, we've got four games in the nba tonight 22 in college hoops and some big matchups tonight michigan ohio state in uh, going at it here tonight uh, maryland uh, gonna be at home who the hell trusts maryland uh, right. outside rutgers is uh taking on maryland at home penn state michigan state a lot of big 10 action uh, some good stuff there also. And I thought this was great, Dane. We've been talking about, um, you know, Andre Iguodala and how uh, the Memphis youth there is right. much better than any of us anticipated. And I pray to John. Iguodala has been adamant since the trade took place. And even in the offseason trade me, I'm not playing for Memphis. Right. Uh, he is. And again, at his age, I get it. Like he wants a He's title chasing. Right. And I, you know what I mean? He wants to go somewhere where he can be a contender. He's made it known. He's not hiding from it. He hasn't reported, didn't, didn't show up the beginning of the year, not reporting now. And once again, he made it known that if he is not traded by the deadline, he still ain't reporting. So of course, uh, you know, John Morant and, uh, and Dylan Brooks, the two uh, young guys there in Memphis. And I do think the future is bright in Memphis. Uh, but the reality is they started, they tried being, they did the old backhanded, you know, I know, you know, all due respect kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm basically going to disrespect you. Right. That's the clause and, uh, yeah, where as yeah. soon as you say with all due respect, <laughs> something <laughs> disrespectful is about to be said. Not good. Yeah. In all due respect, you're a, you're a, moron, <laughs> you're a tool. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and I get it. And, and the kids are still trying to figure their way around the league. Listen, they they take it as a backhanded slap by right. the house. What's the matter? We're not good. We're we're, we're not going to win the championship. You don't want to ride with us, right? We're making a playoff push here. Like you don't want to be a part of this. So of course, you know they both had some things to say on on social media about <laughs> it. And then uh, this morning, Steph Curry uh, chimed in about their uh, you know F Iguodala that uh, that they liked and posted on there. And and Steph was very nice. He did just. Just one point says a million words, says says a million things right there, Dane. It's mm-hmm. very simple. <laughs> Steph Curry drops this on social media. That's right. I, I, uh, message received loud and clear for John Morant and Dylan Brooks. Guys, uh, yeah, like sh- win something. Uh, in the meantime, shut your pie hole. Phases uh, to the career. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You know. And you exactly. know what I just thought of as it relates to Iguodala, Joe? <laughs> there is one team out east. Where yeah. the leaders are talking about how soft they are, right? And Andre Iguodala, if you look at the back of his uh, basketball card, he's been there before. What about yes. Philly? What about Philly, Joe, for Iguodala? You know, Memphis, for some reasons, like, we're not trading you. Like, we would love to have that kind of veteran presence with these young guys. Like, I get it. Memphis is like, he'd make a great addition um, and they think they can contend, but something's got to give here because he ain't coming to you. He ain't reporting. So yeah. at some point, somebody has got to give away. 
And I don't know if I'm Memphis. It should be the Grizzlies that blink first. I really believe that, Joe. I mean, think about this. Remember last year uh, in the baseball season, we had the same exact conversation with the San Francisco Giants and Madison Bumgarner, right? Right. And it was like, yeah, they were hot. Yeah, they were going to contend. But on – you know, when you look back at it, the prudent decision would have been for them to flip it for whatever they could have gotten because they weren't actually contending. And now, mm-hmm. imagine if they had some young talent because Bumgarner, you know, moves on anyway, right? So I think the Grizzlies are in the same the same spot. Someone from the front office has to sit down and meet with John Morant, you know what I mean, and tell them, listen, this is the long play, we, and explain it to him. This is the way business is done. Yeah, and, and listen – the Grizzlies know what they have. He's an asset, especially to teams, and they're sure. asking price. It should be a lot. I mean, let's face it. This is a guy that can absolutely go in and put a team over the top, but the Grizzlies ain't going to just give him away to, to acquiesce. Like, hell no. Right. They're going to want to want something in return, and he's been sitting out. He's training by himself. He's not really a part of this team in any way, shape, or form, but so far they've been unwilling to trade him. It'll be interesting to see. Can he force their hand? Will something get done over the next 48 hours? Because he is, without a doubt, uh, he is a piece that, like you said, Philly, yeah, Lakers. For sure. Uh, I, can, yeah, I mean, you plenty of teams. You don't think the Clippers what are going to jump yeah. in there and go, What team could not use uh, Andre Iguodala? Like, he's the perfect exactly. kind of piece culture-wise, doesn't yep. need the ball, second yep. unit, can play defense. He's the perfect yep. kind of piece, veteran presence, yep. absolutely. Yeah, and they're not going to li- – <laughs> these two L.A. teams are going to – they are going to fight each other tooth and nail to make sure what, even if they don't, they're just going to make sure the other team doesn't get guys. Uh, they are still a little salty, the Lakers. Uh, make no mistake about the, the whole Kawhi thing. So right. uh, the next 48 hours, I think, and it'll all start with Iguodala, how the pieces start falling down. What is Pat Riley going to do? Who's off limits with him if they want Gallinari? Uh, can they, you know, who's it going to take? A lot of these questions will. Uh, we'll kind of shape what's going to happen yep. here moving forward, Dan. Yep. All right, guys, we got a full card here tonight. So, uh, so all right, Bavona, let's get to our uh, early line plays of the day. Let's do this. Come play with us. It's your Make It Rain plays of the day. Forever. When you play the game of Brothers, you win or you die. Oh, Yep, still creepy. It sure is. Every time I hit it, it's still damn creepy over there. All right, Dane, let's talk about this, uh, the big game of the night here in uh, in New Orleans as the Bucks taking on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Zion versus the Greek Freak. It is at six, Dane. It's hovering around six. Uh, the total, where are we at right now? Have we had any movement on the total? Or are we still at 245 here, 244? No, we're still there. Same number, 244 and a half, Joe. Yes, yes. So... Here's the deal. Uh, We've got, I believe, as I'm looking here, Dan, it looks like just about eight out of the ten bets are laying the points here. Okay. And uh, making the Bucks the most lopsided play on the card tonight. And I I don't know that that's the smart play. The total continues to get pushed up here. I think it'll continue to get pushed up. But both teams have been very profitable to the over this year. Uh, both have actually cashed more tickets to the over than to the under. But, man, I got to tell you, the total of 240 or more, 
The under is 10 and 5 this season yeah. and 25 and 15 since 2003 at 62.5%. So when you get above 240, it's almost been an automatic just play the under, Dan. It's been way too profitable to ignore here. We might have that situation tonight again. Yeah, I agree with this. At 244.5, it's too much for me. We've been talking mm -hmm. about the public inflated because of Zion and Giannis, and I'll agree with you. I will go under as well. But to your point from earlier, I will wait until later in the day because we mm -hmm. think the public money will push this total up even higher. So I'll wait until it gets as high as possible, and then I will go under the number. Let's say uh, my official bet will probably be like under 246. Joe, yes. in college basketball, we have that trend. I got a mm. little number in parentheses on the road in conference. And maybe this is just post-traumatic stress because these Dukies beat my orange over the weekend, but they go into BC. Joe, I have seen them lose as the number one team in the country at Boston College mm -hmm. before, and I'm yep. staring at 14 and a half points, Joe. Is that too many? I, I'm, I hate these double. I hate them, hate them, hate them, especially in on the road? college basketball season on the road. I hate trying to back a team saying, I'll lay the 50. We saw it last night with Kansas, and they were home. Right. Um, and it was just too many damn points. And, yeah, I mean, let's face it, Boston College, this is their national championship. Like, I yeah. I hate it. I, I hate that number there. I can't back Duke in this situation. Too many for me. I'll take the points. Yep. Give me 14 and a half with a home team in conference. Yep, I agree with you. And I, and I think I'm going to be watching this uh, Rutgers game very interesting. Uh, as well, they're laying seven and a half yeah. uh, Maryland at home, taking on Rutgers and guys, Maryland at home. And, and Sussman will be the first one to tell you here, guys. They are just um, they are unbeatable. Uh, they're also five and oh against the number in their last five. Now, Rutgers has not beaten Maryland in uh, in the last seven tries against uh, against them here, both home and away. So they haven't had a whole lot of success in this building or against this program in the past, but it's been a good year for Rutgers. But I, to me, it's, I got Maryland. They'll cover this. This will be another one of these, uh, you know, double digit home team will run away with it. Maryland too good, undefeated at home, lay the seven and a half. And uh, I think they, they boat rush the, uh, the old uh, Rutgers Starlet Knights who've had a nice season, but it's time for big boy basketball right now. Maryland's too tough at home. Gotcha. Similar theory here. Big matchup in the Big Ten, Joe. Penn State mm -hmm. at Michigan State. Uh, yep. Michigan State, I believe, is laying eight and a half. I sort of correct me if I'm wrong, but I sort of feel like Rutgers and Penn State, similar kind of uh, arc, right? Like, yeah, good team, but I don't know when they step up to the big boys, whether it's Maryland or in this case, Michigan State. I don't know if they're going to be able to hang. Eight and a half is a big number, but I like Sparty at home. Yeah, it's so hard at home to go against them, guys. Right. I mean, Penn State, much better at home. What a shock than they have been on the road. Much better. They can shoot, but I just don't know how you're going to uh, – I just don't know how you're going to do it here. Uh, this is, by the way, they have not been at home in a while. It's just the second time in the last five games. But they're 8-3 and three against the number in their last 11 games. They're really starting to put it together. And I'm with you, 7-0 and oh against the number in their last seven home games. Give me Michigan State all day long in this spot. Love you, Penn State, but uh, right. similar to Rutgers for me. Enough. Right? Yeah, you exactly. You ain't got enough to be able to beat them. And I do like, and I keep looking at this uh, this game tonight in Portland against uh, Denver here, Dane. I keep looking at this man in Portland. To me, 
They are riding a four-game winning streak. They've got the hottest shooter in the game right now in Lillard. I can tell you altitude ain't going to be an issue for them here. I think Denver's a little overvalued. I think it's a good revenge spot since they've lost the last two games uh, that they've played against them. Uh, And the total, to me, hit the over, guys. The Sharps are telling you. It's going to go over, and I agree. I think this is something with Jamal Murray coming back. Do we this know is that? A game that could be What's in the, the deal with Murray? Well, he was upgraded from doubtful to questionable. Okay. So that's usually a trend in the right direction. Yeah. So again, how much he plays is not going to be a 35-minute game for him, but him being on the court will certainly help them. I like the over, and I love uh, – I, I absolutely love Portland in this spot to get the job done, getting four and a half. Yeah, I hear you. I want to wait a little bit longer. We've been talking about it all all day long, especially with the NBA. you got to kind of wait until those updated you know, availability. The idea yep. of if Jamal Murray absolutely does come back, I think will be a big, uh, you know, a big piece of information for this game. So I'm waiting on this one, Joe. I can't, you know, on this Laker game tonight, guys, I just, Dane, I can't help but to feel yep. it's just, it's so overblown and so overvalued here that we're, you know, 12 and a half, 12 points here for the, the Spurs. The, they got nine last night and covered against the, uh, against the Clippers here. Now you expect me to believe it's, I, I don't know, man. I just. Uh, LeBron plus 280 to get a triple double tonight. They are 46 and 32 against the number of the Spurs as a double digit conference dog this year, almost 60%. Give me the Spurs. I'll take the points. Give me the 12. I got them. We taking points Look, today, Joe. We got it, baby. The early line. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24 hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.